Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 17. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. We read it last week, but I want to set the context again. I believe we're living in very crucial times as the church. Obviously, we've always been urgent to his mission, urgent to his vision. But I do believe that we are living in a time where God is pouring out his spirit onto all people. And therefore, his church are the ones, if you, if you read in the scriptures of what Jesus promised in the last times, he said, I will pour out, but then there will be a response to his pouring out. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. We'll see signs and wonders on the earth. Therefore, when he pours out, there has to be a response from his children. When he pours out his spirit onto the world, it's not that we're just waiting for God just to move and it's just miraculously going to happen. When he pours out, it's the response of those that are hungry, those that are in tune with the Father. It's the response of their heart to revival that sets the things in motion. The revival sweeps the land through signs and wonders. Right now, there are wonders happening in heaven that are waiting to be signs on the earth. Come on, capture this for me, will you? I believe there are wonders in heaven for your life. I believe there are wonders in heaven for your neighbors. There are wonders in heaven for those at your workplace, those in your family, those that are sick, those that have been in depression and anxiety, those that deal with things in the earthly, in, in, fa- in the fallible earth world. And I believe that there are wonders in heaven waiting to become signs on the earth if the children of God will respond to his pouring out. And therefore, I want to read Ephesians because I believe this is a beautiful picture of what it is to be in the moment. So would you read with me Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. It says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And so we're leaning into that. How do we be careful, be wise about how we live? How do we be careful and wise with how we spend our time? And last week, we talked about letting the Lord in. Today, I want to talk about weighing between God's voice and yours. If you want to write on your notes, just say, weighing between God's voice and mine. Make it personal today. How do you know when God speaks? And to be confident in moving in what he said. As I was just diving into this series and just working back and forth with the Lord, I realized this. Sometimes we pray for answers. Sometimes we pray for the plan. Sometimes we pray to see the picture. How many have prayed those prayers? God, show me, right? We pray, God, show me my next day. Show me this season. Show me what I should do. Show me all these things. And I was really dealing with this with the Lord because I'm like, the most important thing isn't to get the plan. Yet we would probably argue that. Well, I need the plan. 
what do I do if I don't have the plan? How do I know how to line up my days? But the most important part, most crucial part of every Christ follower's walk is to hear God's voice clearly. Because then in every situation, all you're doing is leaning in. You learn the art of leaning into his voice. You get in a situation that you don't understand, you lean in. All right, Holy Spirit, what do you say? You get in a relationship, you're like, I don't know if I should take the next step in this relationship. You lean in. God, what do you say about this situation? You get in a financial mess. You find yourself in a place where you don't know what to do or how to invest or how to get out of. What do you do? You lean in to what God is speaking over the season. There are many times that our situation never matched what we felt. And emotionally, we were a basket case. Because in, in sight, in human sight, natural sight, our eyes saw things that didn't make sense. And so if we would have just gone off for emotion or known the plan, but then we, what is this? What's before me? And some of us, we get in that. We hear something from God, and we're like, okay, that's it. And then we go, and then it doesn't match what we heard. And we're like, what? But we need to learn the art of always leaning into the next thing. So I want to I talk today, break it down. So I'll unlock some things that we can as a church, we can as individuals, walk and listen to the Father and know that it's his voice. Know that it's his voice. Are you ready? Let's unlock this together. I believe there's, there's so much in God's word. I think the first thing I want to make sure to set the precedence of in this space so that you have the right agenda out of this this context and this, this conversation today. Because I believe uh, a lot of times we can see the, the end result and see what we want, but sometimes the first initial door is what we miss, and so we're frustrated in the middle. How many find themselves frustrated in the middle? We know we want the miracle, and we know we need to pray, but then there's, we just get stuck in the middle ground. Like, where is it? What am I doing? I'm waiting, right? And so we're, we're frustrated, uh, you're believing God for a promise, but then you find yourself in the Abraham looking at the stars saying, God, I thought the descendants and the whole thing. I thought hundreds and thousands of, of people were going to come out of my family line, and yet you find yourself in the middle ground. So the first thing I want to uh, set the agenda of our whole entire conversation today is that you must first become familiar with the voice you're trying to listen into. That's the basis of every uh, relationship, isn't it? That when we come into relationship with each other, we get to know one another's voice. I get to know how you talk. I get to know your tone. I get to know how you say things and when you're excited. And then I also can pick up when you're sad or when there's something different about your voice. When you come in and you're not your usual self. And then I can pull you aside and be like, hey, are you okay? Is everything all right? I noticed something different about you. And that's the familiarity we have to become with his voice. And that comes through just setting a basis and a foundation of being familiar with his presence, being familiar with his voice. How do we do that? What's the, what's the practical way to step into being familiar with God's voice? Can I tell you one of the things that I believe is lacking a lot in our world today, in the Western culture of Christianity? Because sometimes I think we, we search out a church where... I don't know, the worship is good or the, the speaking is good. And so we have a good message and a good worship. And so we feel like we're in a good environment to, to go after. But I think one of the things that sometimes we miss 
in Christianity, probably not you, probably just those that aren't here today, but, but those that aren't here today, they sometimes miss the whole getting familiar with his word, to reading his word, to memorizing his word, to getting it into his heart. Because how many know that God's word is his breathed word, right? It's God's breath on pages. It's God's words in a book that we can flip and read his word. So just to set the context before we dive in today about how to decipher his voice and how to know it's God and how do you weigh out if it's you or him, I think the first thing is to get a hunger for his presence and a hunger for his word. I know no one's writing that down. It's like, oh, yeah, duh. I think it's so overlooked, though, isn't it? It's so overlooked. And yet, it's the most important part of hearing God's voice. And that's why I want to set it at the beginning. Because if you don't have a hunger for his word, you can't have a hunger for his voice. If you don't have a hunger for his word, you're not digesting his word, then you will be fallible in how you hear him. Because his word is the filter through which we listen. And everything gets weighed upon his word. Everything. Everything that happens in our world is chaos, and you have to decide and choose the line, choose the line. No, no, no. Go back to the scripture. What does the scripture say? What does the word say? And my fear is that a lot of Christians walk today with an ignorance to the word. They don't know what it says, and so we go off feeling. Well, that doesn't feel like it would be God to do that. God could never send people to hell. That doesn't sound like God, so my theology is that God wouldn't do that. And yet we don't put it through the filter of Scripture because that's his breathed word. He breathed on it. It's in error. It's, there's no error in it. It's, in, it's infallible. And so the first thing is to get a hunger for his word. I know none of you wrote that down, but that's so profound. You need to just jot it. Get hungry, okay? Just write that. Get hungry. I want to give you some of the ways that God speaks so you can have context to know when he's speaking to you. You might find yourself in a season where you're searching after something, searching after an answer. These are the ways that he speaks. Number one, he speaks through his word. He speaks through his word, scripture. And I think some of us overlook this because you might have like a devotion plan. How many have the Bible app on your phone? Yeah, if you don't yet, you need to get it. Version put a great thing out. Life Church gives it out for free. It's a Bible app, and there's a bunch of plans on there. If you want to grow in your wisdom, grow in peace, if you need more joy in your life, I mean, there's plans that break it down, give it to you bite size so you can really dive into God's Word. And how many have ever been in Scripture and you're reading something, you're like, I just read something like that the other day? And then you're you're listening to a message and the message is on the exact same thing I read the other day. What? Why? God speaks through his word. And I don't know how he does it. I can't, put a pic- I can't put my finger on it, but I just know he uses his word to speak to his children every time. Every time I open up this book, it says something different to my spirit. It speaks to my situation. It speaks to what I'm doing. It speaks to how I'm living. But sometimes we overlook it. And we don't, we don't see that, man, if he's repeating something to me, he's trying to teach me something. His word will always try to teach. His, his word is for correction. His word is to come and cut marrow. Now, what that literally means is to separate, to separate your mind from the human flesh. 
is to take your heart and connect it to loving his things over everything else. The scripture searches. When we read the word, it searches us. The Bible says that his word is a lamp unto our feet. And therefore, literally, when you open this thing up, and I think that's why it's so overlooked, but it's the most crucial part of your walk with Christ. Because when you have the word, you're literally lighting up your path to see. If we were to turn out the lights in here, literally, there's no windows. So this place is pitch black. It's dark. If we didn't have light in here, you would need your flashlight out. Though some of us try to do our Christian walk with no flashlight. We try to do this world with no light. So the first thing is, he speaks through his word. It's to get intelligent to know, all right, if I see something and it jumps out on the page for me. And this is the filter we look through because when Christ comes into our life, when you say yes to Jesus and you say, Lord, be my Lord and Savior. The Bible says he deposits inside of you Christ. Therefore, you have him inside of you. So guess what? You go from having gut checks to having Holy Spirit checks. How many have ever had a gut check? It's like, ooh, that doesn't feel right. Ooh, there's something weird here, right? Or you just have a gut thing of like, I need to decide that way over that way. Now, I wish I had a gut thing for um, directions. I don't at all. My direction sense is totally absent from my life. One time I tried to take Ashley home and I, we ended up in Virginia right? The other day we were walking through Philly and I was like, oh, I think we go this way. And literally it was the opposite way. I just, I don't have direction sense. But you know what I'm talking about. When you have that gut to say, oh, I should go here. Well, you have to trust that when you come into Christ, he gives you a Holy Spirit check. And therefore, when you read the word and things pop out, it's not just you. It's the Holy Spirit inside of you saying, check that out. Go deeper into that. And yet if you, if you just read to check it off your list, if you just read just to read, and you're not searching and saying, God, what are you saying to me? And you don't feel like, oh, wow, that spoke to me. I need to dive deeper into that scripture. I need to write that down. I need to memorize it. I need to process it. And as Paul said, I need to renew my mind. Just renew through this scripture. Because he speaks through his word. It's so powerful. So powerful. The next one is he speaks through others. He speaks through others. All through my life, I've had incredible people in my life that have spoken life into me. Spoken life into who I am as Elijah, Tyrone, Hollis. Spoken to me as, as a man of God. I remember we were in this church growing up. We traveled around, so we were in this church. I remember this woman coming up to me afterwards and just prophesying over my life and what she saw in her vision. It was just beautiful because in that moment, I was so caught up in what God was speaking because someone else put to words what God was saying in the spirit realm. I think about this all the time, too, because when we come up to decisions in our lives, the Bible says that blessed is the man with wise counsel, right? Many counselors, blessed is that man. And so whenever we make a decision, number one, we're going in prayer. We're going to seek God. We're going to go to his word. We're going to dive in. God, what are you saying right now in this season? What are you saying about this decision? And the most important thing right up there with everything is we get counsel. We seek after people who will speak godly counsel into our lives. 
Whenever we were going through something with, with our kids, when we first had Zion, he was a piece of cake, and then we had Ane, and she was a little more difficult. She came out stubborn, and we were like, this is amazing, but how do we direct this thing? And I remember seeking out counsel. We prayed over her. We were reading scripture. God, how do we handle this as parents? Because we want to make sure that we raise her up to be a godly woman who's strong for you, not just strong against the world and her parents, you know? We want this girl to be on fire, world changer. And so we sought God, but we sought counsel because there's amazing things that happen in counsel. And that's why the beautiful thing about church is there's community where we can come in and gain godly counsel from each other. You can come and you can seek out those who are steadfast in the Lord. And I would say, hey, be wise about who you choose to get counsel from. Can you have a good filter? Like one of those, those Brita filters that you put on the water? Take all the yuck out. There's some people that just spew yuck. And if, if you're like, I don't know what to do, and they're like, I don't either. Man, the world is blah, blah, blah. And you can just feel it like yuck is spewing out into your life. And then you're catching it. You're like, you're right. Everything is gross. You're right. Life is heavy. You're right. God doesn't move. You're right. You've had failure too. I should just stay on the path because why? I've already messed up. And you can gain that yuck. But if you'll seek wise counsel, godly counsel will always raise you up to a level that's higher than where you are right now. You want to know what wise counsel is? When you sit with a person and they challenge you to get better. When they challenge your thinking and way of life and they push you. And you're like, whoa, I'm not doing enough. That's wise counsel. When they come in and say, hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about processing this? Have you thought about how God is doing this? I have men in my life that every time I talk to them on the phone, I get off and I'm like, I'm not godly enough. I know that's wise counsel. I call them when I need to be counseled. Why? Because I know they're going to push me greater. They're going to tell me what God is speaking because God speaks through others. You good? God speaks through his word. He speaks through others. The third thing is he speaks through dreams and visions. He will give you a vision that will speak to your heart. He will give you dreams that wake you up and you're like, wow, I didn't even think about it like that. But God will do these things. I think about my life. He spoke through dimes, colors, and corn. Now, don't judge me and don't think I'm weird, but I'm going to get a little real with you for a sec. When we were in Cochranville, Pennsylvania, Amish land, we were in a place where for 25 miles every way, there were Amish fields. Amish fields galore. And I had this tree that I would go out and pray after, and I've told many of you this. I had this one tree that I would go and meet God at. Every morning at 5 o'clock, I would longboard and sometimes I would just walk and I would just go there and I would have my journal out I'd have my phone for my Bible and I would just listen to Christ I would just want to be with him and I remember one day in specific I was a youth pastor and I was, I was serving our youth and I was just full of God and wanting to be everything that he wanted me to be I was just leaning in and I remember he showed me a cornfield and he says can you count the stocks and I said no he said, that's the vision I want to give you because right now your vision is very small and I want to expand your vision. Now for me, that opened my eyes 
it gave me a vision of what I was, I was holding on to and yet what God wanted to give me. Now, let me explain the dime thing. Because I remember when we came into the city, I started getting dimes. I know, it's weird, right? But I would see a dime on the ground and be like, oh, weird, dime. Crazy. And then I would just find a dime over here. And then I would, uh, I would be just in our house and randomly pull something up and there would be a dime. And it got so many dimes that I was like, okay, what is happening? And this is where we have to like be attentive and aware of what God is speaking because sometimes he'll use the craziest things to get our attention. Be like, didn't I just pick up a dime? I know it's weird, right? But I just got a dime. And then he started doing sequences of four. And this is what really got my attention. Four dimes. Okay. Weird. Four dimes. Oh, weird. And ask Ash. It got so weird. I was like, Ash, I'm not crazy, right? Four dimes? Again? It was so weird. And I started diving in. And I sought counsel. I sought my godly counsel. And I'm like, hey, listen, please don't think I'm weird. I'm seeing dimes. Dimes are following me. <laughs> like, what does it mean? And we started diving in. And the Lord was showing me, and the Spirit was trying to teach me that a dime is the 10, which marks the end of a sequence. And then the next thing starts a new sequence. And God was trying to show me, I'm starting to do something new in your season. I want to do something new in you. And I need you to put a period on the past so I can move you forward into my future. But I saw dimes. Couldn't he have just said that? But you know what? I wasn't seeking him hard enough. And he got my attention. And some of you, it'll happen. He'll give you a vision. Or maybe you'll wake up with a dream and say, that was really weird. Why does that step out? Why can't I get rid of that? It's the Holy Spirit check. It's sitting down with somebody saying, hey, can I process this with you? It's very awkward. Very weird. And being transparent and real. And that's what the safety of this community is. They're saying, hey, we'll process together because how many know we don't know the mind of Christ? You don't fully understand what he's thinking. The Bible says we can't. We can't fully comprehend it. That's why Holy Spirit's our helper. He's the in-between. He whispers in our ear, hey, dummy, this is what it means. He doesn't say dummy. He loves us. But the Bible says that he groans over us. He's groaning over us every day, praying Lord's will over our lives. Lord, let them see your will. Lord, let them remember your word. Lord, let them see and be attentive to your word. Lord, that's what he's doing every day. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. You do that over us every day, and he's doing that over you. Even right now as we speak, even in this, he's saying, Lord, help them to open their ears so they can hear you better. It's his heart. Every time I pray over you, that's what I hear. Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. But he does it through dreams and visions. The next thing is he speaks to us through impressions. Now, this is the gut. This is the gut thing. The scripture, John 14, 26. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said. What a beautiful thing when Holy Spirit reminds us, deposits those feelings in you. Where you're like, ooh, that's not right. I can't tell you how good my wife's gut check is, her Holy Spirit check. It's crazy. And there'll be times we'll be plowing, and it should be like, Lige, I feel like we shouldn't do that. I'm like, really? Because it feels real good. She's like, no, I have something. I can't explain it. There's a gut check. And every time, 
that thing will be right on to where now as a husband, I trust it. I'm like, oh, she has a check? Now nah, we ain't doing it. Sorry, we're out. Because we have, to, we have to be able to become so familiar with his voice, familiar with the checks, that it becomes natural. You're in the middle of something, you're, you're pursuing something, and all of a sudden you get a check, and you're like, ooh, okay. I don't know why, I really want it, but I can't. It looks good, but the Lord's will is not that, and so I need, to, I need to trust that check. Now, am I saying that every time you feel bad about something, you should run away? No. Am I saying that if anything becomes hard, you should really run the opposite direction? Absolutely not. Because sometimes God will give you the strength to make it through storms. But he always speaks to his children to keep them in the middle of his protection throughout. So good. So good. Is this good? The next time, the next thing, a way that he speaks is audibly. I've only heard him audibly once. I wish I could say I hear him audibly all the time. That would be rock star status. Oh, I desire it so much. But I've only heard him once when I was a kid. But he speaks audibly. We see this all throughout scripture. He spoke to, to many individuals. Woke them up in the middle of the night. Send angels to speak to them. But audibly is how. And I think if we keep seeking and we keep getting that space, you might have that moment where God trusts you with a word. The next thing, I think this is one of the the biggest things that we might overlook is the clear or blocked paths. Now, this is going to set a lot of you free. The Lord speaks to his righteous ones and orders their steps. Okay? I want to give you uh, the scripture for that. Psalms chapter 37, verse 23. Write that down. It's a really good Scripture to give you context for this, Psalm 37, 23 says, The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Another translation, the King James Version says, The Lord orders the steps of the righteous man. The steps of the, the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Now here's what you have to understand. Righteousness is pursuing holiness in God. To be righteous is to be in relationship with Jesus and to go after the purity of your morality, right? It's to go after who God is and say, God, I want to be more like you. And so show me all things that are going to keep me impure and unclean, right? All things that are going to get in the way of my relationship with you. What you have to realize is when you're in that space, that beautiful space of pursuing purity, that beautiful space of pursuing relationship with him, then you can be very confident in the fact that he will set clear before you paths and blocked paths. Now, what does this mean? This means you do what you know to do. You pursue the last thing you heard. If God said go, you go. If God said pursue, you pursue. If God said run the opposite direction, you run the opposite direction. I think of some of you that are over here right, in America. You come from your country and now you're starting a new life. You're pursuing what you know to do. Some of you are starting new jobs. 
you're moving into new houses, you're starting new seasons. What you have to realize is that you pursue God, you do what you know to do, and then you pray, Lord, open doors that no man can shut, and Lord, shut doors that no man can open. He speaks through clear paths and blocked paths. And our thing is like this, hey, in my season right now, I'm gonna pursue him with all I have until he stops me. I'm gonna pursue what I know. I'm gonna go after what he's called me to until there's a block path. I'm like, hey, all right, we're not going that way. Because I trust he orders the steps of the righteous one. And as long as my heart is after him, as long as I'm caught up in the righteousness saying, God, purify me daily. Show me if there's anything in me that I've allowed in to block my righteousness with you. Because righteous is literally just being caught up in his righteous. None are righteous, right? We're not righteous. None of us are. But we can get caught up in his righteousness. That's why Jesus had to go to the cross, die, and then rise again. Because that atonement washed over. We're caught up in his atonement, his righteousness. It makes us pure and holy when we're caught up in him. And when you're there, your steps are firm. Now, I didn't even get to this. But here is how you decipher if it's your word or it's God's word, is you put everything on the scale with his word. Everything goes on this scale. If you think about it and he's talking to you and you're speaking, you feel something in your spirit, you go back to the word and you put it on there. You say, does it line up with the word? And if that thing bounces up, if it shows true to what God has said, then you walk confident in it. If you make it through the filter of what God has spoken over your, your, your season and what he's been showing you in the word of God, then you walk confident in it because he said it. How many know his word will prevail? The Bible says that his words prevail. His promises prevail. His purpose prevails. If we weigh all things and we anchor it to the word of God, it's a scale that we weigh all things and you'll be able to walk confident knowing God said it. You know what that gives you? It gives you speed and determination. It gives you enough to make it through any situation. It gives you enough to love anybody. It gives you enough to give to anybody because you become like Christ, listening to his word, being attentive. I want to I close with this. Psalm chapter 66, verse 17. Listen, I'm so excited about what God's going to speak to you this week because I want to make this very clear. God has been speaking to you ever since you said yes to Christ. You're like, Pastor, no, he hasn't. Yes, he has. I promise you. And it's this little shift of knowing how he speaks and leaning in that you are going to have your ears come open. How many are ready for your ears to come open? Come on, how many are ready to hear his clear, steadfast voice over your season? Come on, over your life. I'm believing God's going to call us because I believe that today I'm speaking to Esther's in the room. And I believe that some of you, God is drawing to a place for such a time as this. I believe with all my heart, I'm speaking to some Daniels in the room where you are, are set apart by God that though all bow to the governing authorities, you bow to his authority. Though days are coming where we will have to make a decision 
I'm telling you right now, the days are coming where we as the church will have to make a choice. Who do we serve? And I believe with all my heart, I'm speaking to some Daniels, I'm speaking to some Esthers, that you are going to have to weigh God's word against what the world is saying. You're going to have to get on your knees and get before him and say, God, I need you to speak. I need you to speak over this. Look at Psalms chapter 66, verse 17 through 19. Psalms 66, 17 through 19 says, I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would have listened. But God has surely listened and has heard my prayer. I want to remind you that when you pray, when you seek after God, He is faithful to hear you and faithful to answer. God is speaking today and He wants to speak to you. God is speaking today and He wants to speak to your spirit. He wants to speak to your character. He wants to speak to your decisions. He wants to speak to your steps that you're taking. Every decision you make, all this, the, the planning that you're doing for your life, he wants to speak into it. And I wanna, I wanna ask that as we uh, set an atmosphere of worship today, that we have a time when we come and we weigh with the Lord. And maybe some of you, you need to make a decision to step into that confident, relationship with Jesus. Say, Lord, I want to trust you in these doors of opportunity. I know there are things that will come my way that I need to listen in. There's things that God is going to call you to do that are hard. They're hard to say yes to. But that doesn't mean it's not God. It just means you need to be confident, my friend. Think about when he called the disciples. He said, leave everything you know behind and follow me. No security, no contract. No, you'll get it back if, no. Leave everything and follow me. And they trusted his word. And I believe that's the confidence that's gonna grow in this room. That as we lean in and we say, God, we trust you. We're gonna have confidence in his word. Say, God said it, so as a church, we're going to step in confidently. And even today, as we step out and we reach out to people and we love on them, we listen to his word to minister and that his word never returns void. And so we are confident in that, that we work and move and have our being in him. And he uses it in a mighty way. Hey, I want to open up this altar today to make a decision. Maybe some of you say, you know what? The doors of opportunity, I feel them. I want to hear his voice in a real way. Maybe you just have a hunger today. You say, Pastor, I just, I want to come in and just get more hungry for his voice. I want to come in, just make a decision and say, Lord, I want to trust you. These doors of opportunity, I believe this series isn't just a series to tickle your ears or make you feel good. That is not my agenda. My agenda is to create an army of people who are hearing the voice of God and fighting in love who come alive to what God is wanting to do. And so if you want to come alive today, you say, God, I'm hungry for more of you, I want you to join me at the altar. Because I want to pray over you today that God would fill you with his word. And that today there would be a filter on your life, a filter on your ears. And you just lean in and say, God, I surrender to hearing what you have to say. Maybe some of you have doors of opportunity that you're trying to lean into his voice today. You need to hear him more. Come on down. I want to pray over you that the spirit of God would move in your life 
that he would speak to you through his word. He would speak to you through others. He would speak to you audibly. He would speak to you through visions and dreams. But you want more. Come on, come join me. I want to pray over you right now. Say, I want more. This is my time. I want to step in. I want to hear him more clear. I want to be more determined in my walk, more strategic in how I approach his presence. Yes. You're hungry, you're hungry, you're hungry. We're hungry, Lord. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the hunger. I thank you for making us caught up in your righteousness, to caught up going after you. Jesus, we surrender. In fact, all across this room, would you just surrender to him right now? Maybe it's raising your hands. Maybe it's just tuning in declare today is the day. Today is the day. Some of you today need to make a declaration to say, I will become righteous. I want to get caught up in God's righteousness. Maybe there's some things you need to lay down. And the beautiful thing about it is Holy Spirit's a great counselor. He's a great convictor. Oh, he's such a gracious, gracious helper. Today, maybe you need to lean in and say, God, show me. Are there any ways in me that I need to make right? Are there any things I need to say goodbye to? Any habits I need to lay down? Anything that would cause me not to hear you clearly? Let's get those things right today, my friend. Let's get those things right. Because when we're caught up in his righteousness, our steps are ordered. He speaks to us clearly. Lord, I just pray all across this room you would speak to every individual. Speak to where they are currently. God, is there any ways in us that need to change? Is there anything that we've allowed to creep in? Maybe unintentionally. We've allowed it to take over the way that we think, the way that we process your word, the way that we process community, the way that we process leadership, relationships, it's tainting our vision. Lord, get it out. Show us. Show us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at This Is Change PHL. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.